on this big game episode of Locked on Grizzlies. You know what big game I'm talking about. Grizzlies Hornets. Of course, that's the big one that everybody wants to discuss from this past weekend. No, just me and DeMichael? Well, sorry. We, we are going to cover Grizzlies Hornets on this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. Plus, we're going to preview Grizzlies Pelicans, and we're going to lead things off with Zach Kleiman, Grizzlies GM, his media availability from Friday, post-trade deadline, all that and more on this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. Lock in with us. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to this Monday edition of Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax, one of your hosts, joined by my co-host, Michael Cole, of the Commercial Deal there in Memphis, Tennessee. However the game went on Sunday night, whether you're happy for the Kansas City Chiefs, whether you're happy for the San Francisco 49ers, whether you're a supporter of love like I am, I don't understand everybody hating on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I just really, I, I'm, I love love, man. Let love rule. Let those folks just love themselves and be happy. Right, Michael Cole? I'm sure you support love in that way. You're not anti-Tay-Tay, are you? Uh, yeah, Caesar girl, you know. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent about it. You know, I don't I don't have a, okay. a huge preference of, you know, Taylor Swift or anything like that. So Fair enough. I, I can't name a Taylor Swift song off the top of my head. I don't believe that. There's no way that's true. It's, you it's can't one. name a single Taylor Swift song. I don't. I don't got one for you. If I try right now, it might be. Come Britney on, Spears Michael, shake it off. You can do this. Oh yeah, yeah. I know that song. I mean, if you can't shake name a song, we're gonna shake have bad off. blood. You it's, understand? That's not her, right? That, that is. Her? A, yeah, that's her. Oh, well, I, I, was, I was dropping a hint for you, and then she is, had the song that she redid with uh, Kendrick Lamar, "Bad Blood." Oh yeah, "Bad Blood." Yeah. Yeah, and then he had, okay. uh, or she had. Um, we are never ever getting back together. They had the we screaming never, goat sound. Ever, ever. You see, that's it. Okay. you're you're more of a Swifty than you're letting on yeah. there to Michael. Cole. Yeah, you're <laughs> as I like to say, you're with it, right? Yeah, you are, yeah. you are with it. Okay. Um, <laughs> this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We are proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network here at Locked On Grizzlies, your team each and every day. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can check us out on YouTube as well. DeMichael and I were talking a little bit before the show. Uh, if you're an everydayer, you're somebody that gets notifications every time we drop new content. DeMichael is starting to put interviews from the locker room, the Grizzlies locker room, as part of our shorts package. So make sure that you're subscribing to YouTube. Make sure you're checking out our YouTube shorts. DeMichael, uh, Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. Not every game, but every once in a while, he's going to be putting up some content from the locker room itself as part of our YouTube feed. So obviously, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, happy to have you there. But also on YouTube, we're going to keep growing that channel and DeMichael uh, adding some more great content there. And I appreciate him doing that since I'm a thousand miles away and the Grizzlies probably wouldn't let me in their locker room anymore. Anyway, uh, DeMichael, very important to understand that this this uh Weekend was a big one for the Grizzlies, and it started on Friday because it was Zach Kleiman, the GM of the Memphis Grizzlies, his media availability that he does every year after the trade deadline, had a chance to talk about David Roddy a little bit, had a chance to talk about Xavier Tillman. 
you know, one of the prevailing themes, both from players and climate himself, you saw it online as well. These were guys that were respected, beloved, I would say, in the case of Tillman. They were important pieces of the roster. Not that people didn't love Roddy, but Roddy just hasn't been here as long as X had. Uh, I think that one of the biggest takeaways, aside from the basketball preparing for a big summer, which you alluded to on X and in the po- in the article that you wrote, um, aside from the basketball stuff, the human element was kind of evident to me in that press conference as well. This isn't easy to do. It might just be business. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's these are, you know, actual human beings as well. Yeah, it was evident in the press conference. And it was also evident you know, in the locker room, you know, after the game, uh, talking to, you know, the guys, uh, John Conchar in particular, you know, great relationship with Stephen Adams. Uh, you, you think about those type of situations. I mean, in uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., Walker uh, is to his right and X is across from him. But we always see kind of. Uh, him and X sort of like they they get dressed at different speeds after the game. Like X is much quicker than Jaron, but sometimes he waits on Jaron. X so, has kids to get home to. That's why kids, I can relate kids, to that. He has kids to get home to. Exactly. <laughs> the ones like Derrick Rose, Xavier Tillman, they're like the quickest dressers in the locker room. But, uh, you know, it's it's just like when you talk to Jaron after the game, he's looking to his left over uh, where – Xavier Tillman's lockers used to be. He, he's looking over to his right where David Roddy's lockers used to be. And it's tough, especially, you know, with X and Jaron. I, I think everyone kind of has a clue of how close those two have been uh, playing, you know, uh, against each other and together, you know, since they were teenagers, you know, uh, then going to Michigan State and, you know, playing together and then playing in the league together pretty much there uh, in, in Xavier Tillman's case, his entire career. And, you know, uh, Jaron has a great relationship with, like, you know, uh, Tillman's wife, his kids, uh, they're like one big family. So it's a little bit different for him. And, and he was, you know, Jaron, sometimes he, he plays around, you know, in his interviews a little bit, but this was a, I felt like more of one of the unfiltered, uh, versions of him when he talked about Xavier Tillman and he was like, it hurts, you know, it it stings a little bit. It's going to be different. And, uh, it's an adjustment that he has to make, but, um, getting to, you know, uh, Zach Kleiman, I think it was, it was there was a lot of interesting takeaways uh, there, Joe, from what he said in particular. You know, whether it was about the center position, whether it was about letting the players, uh, you know, kind of the roster flexibility thing that me and you have talked about. But one thing that stood out to me in particular, Joe, was uh, he was very noncommittal as it pertains to Jake LaRavia, uh, Zaire Williams, and, and those guys, and I his, know that his comments regarding yeah. those guys made me think that yeah, David Roddy of all of them was the one that somebody gave them something for. Yeah, like yeah. it would have cost them to get rid of Zaire and Jake at this point, and that's <laughs> the reason they're still members of the Grizzlies. Kleiman did not say that. That is my no, no, yeah. takeaway. I want to stress that. That's my opinion. That's the mm-hmm. way it sounded to me. I don't think you're off base. I, I think uh, that's kind of what I got out of it too. And and you know when you hear Kleiman talk it just listen to the past you know go look, go look at the beginning of the season uh interview when he's talking about Zaire Williams and the strides he's made and just the difference in tone was very noticeable you know uh, whether it was going into uh the end of the season last season he was talking about Zaire Williams potentially playing in the summer league and things like that like they had high hopes for him coming into this season and, and it just felt like back-to-back let down years up to this point 
and he needs six over six million dollars next season. And we already talked about the luxury tax and things like that, which he touched on. Uh, I basic basically paraphrase here. Kleiman said that you know they have the support, like he said in the past, of Robert Perra to do the things that they need to do. But the Grizzlies will be conscious of the restrictions that come with being a first apron team that come with being, you know, uh, over the tax. So uh, I think they'll be over the tax without a doubt over the uh, probably in the first apron. And I know, Joe, you've been one to say that if they're not in the first apron, you'll probably be a little disappointed. I would be very angry. Yes. (laughs) I I think that he understands the significance of now. Right. And Mm -hmm. when I say now, obviously I don't mean right now, because we're about to talk about them. I think they're on an eight game losing streak. Yeah. That, That literally could, I could care less about they could lose the next 30 games, however many games are left. I don't care. I am concerned about 2024, 2025. And that is the now that I'm referencing. It, it's approaching. And Taylor Jenkins should be very focused on that as well as climbing because as, success, as successful as they've been, and it's fun to use Jenkins as a punching bag and, and it's fun mm-hmm. to you know point out the first round wing mistakes. I, I think it's fair to call them that at least to this point that, that Memphis sure. has made, uh, they've had success, but it's time to start winning. You know, I think you said it and others did that were at the presser as well. The championship window's open now. Like that, that's a very much a reality. And it was good to hear him say that and, and to kind of allude to that at the very least, because they're entering their primes. You know, we're talking about 25, 26 year old dudes. Now we're not talking about, you know, being the youngest core in the NBA. They're, mm-hmm. they're still relatively young, but it's time to start winning. And obviously injuries and all the stuff that's happened this year, a lot of that's been outside of their control. But the time is now to start thinking about putting this team in a position to win. And I think it's fair to say, watching them the last couple of weeks, of the guys that are currently logging significant minutes for the Memphis Grizzlies, maybe three of them actually do yeah. this time next season when they're trying to win basketball games. It's going to look much different. Uh, right. I, I think people need to prepare for that. And you, you mentioned a championship window because climbing – touched on it too. And then he mentioned three guys as the core, you know, John Morant, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr. Mm-hmm. And my understanding of a championship window, and and this is the the pressure that, you know, when I when I ask him questions, when we talk to Kleiman, when we talk to Jenkins, I think this is how you approach a championship window. Every season you have to go into the season expecting and wanting to win the championship. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? There will be uncontrollable factors that happen. Uh, throughout your time in a quote-unquote championship window. Too many times, Joe, I think people look at a championship window as, oh, the next four or five years while we got John Morant, Desmond Bain, and Jerry yeah. Jackson Jr. under contract, uh, we'll we'll get it one of those years. No, you you next season, your goal should be to win the championship because guess what? The year after that may be a year where, as we see this season, right, John Morant, so, shoulder surgery, uh, out for the season, Desmond Bain dealing with an injury that's causing him, what, over a month of the season? Mm-hmm. These things typically happen. We've seen Jaron Jackson Jr. pretty much missing an entire season pretty much because of an injury. Uh, those things happen, and, and you can't predict them. So you, anytime you have a chance to win a championship, you go for it. Uh, so I think going into next season, the, the sense of urgency needs to be there to say, hey, we, we know, you know there are going to be six or seven really good teams in the West. But we want to put ourselves in that conversation, too, because just like injuries hit us this season, injuries could hit the Nuggets, as it's done mm-hmm. in the past. It could hit the Kings. It could hit the Pelicans. It could hit, you know, the Suns. It could hit the Timberwolves, Thunder, whoever. It can happen to all these teams. And at the end of the day, 
there's only going to be one team left standing. You have to put yourself in the best position to be that team. And it sounds like from Climate's takeaways, Joe, that uh, they're going to go for it. The, the time is now, right? Everybody that follows Locked on Grizzlies, if you follow my career covering the Grizzlies the last decade, I love the grit and grind era. That, that's my personal favorite. Marcus All, Mike Conley, Zach Randolph, Tony Allen. That's what made me such a fan that I still do this. This team now, as constructed with that three-guy core, is closer to a championship than the grit and grind guys ever were. That's just reality. They have that opportunity. They have the flexibility. It's now. This summer is gigantic. I think they know that. And it's going to be really interesting to see how they show that in the months ahead. When we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies, we're going to talk about that bad loss to Charlotte. Again, I could care less if they lose at this point, but to lose to a team that is technically worse than you in record, never a good look. We'll talk about that next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by the good folks over at LinkedIn. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals who are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. They have a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the very best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals who you can't find anywhere else, and LinkedIn does all of that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier, and they have even launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. When we come back here on Locked on Grizzlies, Grizzlies lose a tough one in Charlotte. Coming back right at you. Stick with us. Welcome back to Locked on Grizzlies. I am Joe Molinax, joined by DeMichael Cole of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. This is Locked on Grizzlies. Uh, we had some thoughts on the takeaways from Zach Kleiman's press conference on Friday. Then on Saturday, the Grizzlies lose a game to Charlotte. Don't look now, but Memphis is on a bit of a cold stretch here to Michael. And the game against the Hornets certainly didn't help with that. Uh, there were pluses and flashes, as there tend to be. G.G. Jackson continues to be one of the greatest stories of this season. Nice to have him as a locked-up member of that core, we would assume, moving forward. Although, again, Jaron, Bain, and Ja, those are the names that were said. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that continues. And I think those are the right three names to say, for the record. I'm not judging that. Uh, not the best game from Santi Aldama offensively forced some things. Your boy, John Conchar, uh, was 0 for 3 from 3, but he grabbed 10 rebounds. I'm sure we'll talk about how great that is. Uh, you know, there's a lot that went poorly. And the biggest issue in this game to Michael that I'm sure you're going to talk a little bit more about, the fact that you have a guy, a rookie like Brandon Miller, and a guy like Miles Bridges, who was out of the game completely last season, they shot a combined 18 for 22 mm. from the field. That's pretty remarkable that those two leading scores, plus you had a bench that shot extremely efficiently as well. It was just a tough defensive game. The Hornets hit some tough shots, but at the same time, it wasn't the Grizzlies' best defensive effort. Yeah, it wasn't, and and that was the fourth quarter, right? I mean, the Grizzlies offensively got hot, and they made a run at it, but they couldn't get stops. They just couldn't. They got it down to a couple possessions a couple times late in the fourth. And the Hornets were able to bump it back up to double digits uh, pretty much every single time. But 
Joe, I got a I got a question that I, I need to be addressed. I, I just want to make sure I'm not missing something here. And okay. And Scottie Pippen Jr. I'm, I'm not mm. saying he's the the best thing since sliced bread, but um the last three games he's played, double figures in scoring. His right. last game played 15 points, six assists, lost to mm-hmm. the Bulls, right? Yep. In that stretch, and where he's played what well, his last three or four games, there are a couple DMPs mixed in there. Mm-hmm. Michael, how is it justifiable? Fifteen points, six assists. He started. He started right. against the Bulls. Fifteen points, six assists was one of the bright spots. Yeah, and and all of a sudden, he's riding the pine. I I um I have my theories, you know, uh, and and we we need to eventually. We'll talk about it later this week. Jacob Gilliard is getting you know close. Uh, I think. You know, by the end of this month, he'll either be down in G League or he's going to have to have someone else's roster spot because mm-hmm. he's getting close to the 50 uh, active games. And I don't know if that's playing a role in it, but uh, Scotty Pippen Jr. needs to be playing. Yeah, he, he needs to be playing. And you know who shouldn't be playing 35 minutes a game? John freaking Conchar. Sorry. I, <laughs> I it, It's absurd to me that this guy, he has 10 Joe, rebounds. Agree, he was the leading the rebounder in the team. Oh, my gosh. I I, I, I there's nothing more frustrating than watching a guy who should be a better shooter than he is. And he did yeah. some things well. He finished well. He got some offensive rebounds. I want to stress, he. I see his value. I see his value. Oh, his, value his value is at the end of the rotation, not playing <laughs> 35 minutes a game. So Scottie Pippen should have eaten some of those minutes, Scottie Pippen Jr., um, you know how I feel about Derrick Rose. I know you love Derrick Rose. He he's a talented guy, and he did some good things in this game too. But if you're looking for minutes from Scottie Pippen Jr., Derrick Rose playing 16 minutes. Uh, I think Gilliard is the biggest example. I, again, Jacob Gilliard has a role in this organization. I don't think it's as a guy playing 20 minutes for the Grizzlies at this stage that would be better served, in my opinion, uh, to to get Scottie Pippen Jr. a look and see if he has a role moving forward in this organization. I like Gilliard as a two-way contract. I'm not convinced they should waive Lamar Stevens or Yuta Watanabe for him. Uh, but I, I'm curious to see how that all will play out moving forward. Uh, my biggest struggle from that game to Michael, as I kind of alluded to the struggles defensively, uh, it was good to see Nick Richards, future Memphis Grizzly center. I'm going to keep beating that. I drum saw, I it saw you saying that. I uh-huh. saw uh, he, he did some good things. I, I, Really, it, it just hurt me to see death slowly by Davis Bertans and Grant Williams, right? Like the, the slow the and painful. Yeah. Right, yeah. It was just really hard to watch that kind of play out. The Grizzlies are in a really tough place right now. We know the roster issues and all those sorts of things. It, it, was, a, it was a difficult game to watch on a Saturday night. It, it just didn't look good. And Memphis, again, currently in the midst of an eight-game losing streak. They're currently only a game or so away from the Portland Trailblazers for, I think, the fourth-worst record in the NBA. Maybe they can get to that top-four slot in the lottery after all, DeMichael. And one of the things that we didn't talk about in the presser, and correct me if I'm wrong since you were there, I want to say Kleiman said Smart and Bain are are now without a timetable. And that would be a change from the reevaluation that should have been coming up for both of them and like, a couple of weeks. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out moving forward. Yeah. And 
I didn't take too much from that. Honestly, it, it definitely was notable that he right. said there is no timetable because it was unprovoked. Like, why well, he went out of his way to say there is no timetable. But what I got from it was the standpoint of since they have to be reevaluated, there is no timetable to return to play, which there never was since a reevaluation has to happen in both cases. So that's kind of what I got from it. I didn't take too much. Uh, you know, I, but it was definitely notable that he said that. Like it, it definitely puts in your mind that the idea that Bain and Smart uh, may not return this season is is a possibility. Because he also said, just to tie into what you just said, he also said something about. Um, I, I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember exactly how he said it, but he was talking about uh, guys missing the rest of the season, and he said there, you know, there will be like he said some guys will probably miss the rest of the season. And we know right now, if you look at um, the players who are out and what's kind of projected, John Moran is the one guy who's out for the season. So Marcus Smart, Brandon Clark, Desmond Bain, all of those guys are kind of, they're hopeful to get them back at some point. But based on Clyman's comments, it seems like someone may not be coming back. But uh, I, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it plays out as it get closer uh, I feel like Brandon Clark's going to get an opportunity. Desmond Bain, I don't know. Marcus Smart's the one where I haven't really hold, heard too much about him returning uh, like the other two. And Smart has more miles on the tires, right? Like it kind of makes sense if Bain and Clark are the guys that you not necessarily push because you certainly don't push any of them at this stage. Yeah, yeah. But I would say it's not fair to Jaron Jackson Jr. If Bain can go, Bain should play. If Clark is cleared, see, Clark, you could argue, had the most serious injury of the three. Right. Yeah. Bain had a pretty severe sprain. The finger with smart. Everybody saw it. Uh, that was pretty gross. Mm. Um, but I, I think that when you tear your Achilles, that wins the that wins that battle. He would be the one that would make sense to slow down his progression. But he's dunking pregame. He looks like he's close. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how does he look athletic. Joe? Does he does he, he look like he has some bounce? He looks like he has some bounce. Medical, medical science perhaps hmm. has proven me wrong. Uh, we'll have to <laughs> see how it plays out. They clearly value him, right? Yeah. Xavier Tillman, Stephen Adams no longer here. That was uh, telling. Clark, Clark mm. is very clearly part of their process moving forward. Um, part of our process moving forward is a preview of tonight's contest against the New Orleans Pelicans. The NBA kind of punts Super Sunday every year. Lots of games coming up this week heading into the All-Star break. We'll talk about Pelicans first next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by Nissan and the Nissan Rogue in particular. Big fan of Nissan. I know DeMichael is as well. Uh, the Nissan Rogue and other Nissan vehicles are for the kind of driver like you that likes to push things a little further. Have you ever wondered what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The Nissan Rogue 2024 is perfect for city drives and great escapes. It has class executive exclusive, excuse me, Google built in. So you're always having an updated assistant to call on for almost anything. You don't have to worry about connecting your phone anymore with Google Assistant. You have Google Maps, Google Play Store, built right into a 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. And if you want something different, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder has room up to eight, an expansive cargo capacity, and advanced availability for 4x4 capacity. With 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds towing, when adventure calls the Pathfinder, is there to answer. Take the Nissan Rogue 
the Nissan Pathfinder, even the Nissan Armada, and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. When we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies, we're finishing out this episode talking Pelicans Grizzlies tonight. Stick with us. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I'm Joe Molinax, closing out this episode, this Monday edition of the show with DeMichael Cole, my co-host from the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. He's the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. I am a former writer myself, focused on Lockdown Grizzlies now, very excited to be doing so with DeMichael in tow. We're having a good time. The show continues to grow. Thank you so much to everybody that is helping that process. Uh, DeMichael, eight-game losing streak. Grizzlies are fortunately back at home tonight against the New Orleans Pelicans. The season is kind of at that point where, especially on a weeknight, the crowds might be a little more sparse. Mm -hmm. I think I saw something that ticket prices for this game, you can get in the building for as low as $2. You know, that's pretty affordable if you want to go catch a Grizzlies game for less than uh, what your streaming service is for a month. Um, that, that's a positive, I suppose. But we're in the dog days of the season. This this uh, These few games before the All-Star break can always kind of be a drag. Maybe that can help Memphis catch a team like the Pelicans, who for all intents and purposes, the Grizzlies have no business ending their losing streak against. That might come Wednesday against the Houston Rockets, who are also uh, spiraling a bit at the moment. I, I'm curious what you think Memphis should be looking at. We mentioned Scottie Pippen Jr. earlier. How do you want to see the Grizzlies approach this Pelicans team who's playing some pretty good basketball, still inconsistent at times, but again, mm -hmm. they're 31-22. and 22. They have a winning record on the road. New Orleans, when they're playing the way they're capable of, looks like a team that can make some noise in the Western Conference playoffs. Yeah, I don't know if there's a team out there that's had kind of their luck with the Grizzlies and kind of their uh, situation this season. It's kind of funny because the Pelicans have two losses to the Grizzlies. Uh, and the, they've lost the last two times against uh, Memphis. And John Morant played both those games. So of the nine games that John Morant played, Two of them were against the Pelicans, and they both were wins. So the Pelicans are like the one team that are out there like, mm -hmm. oh, wow. He would he, – when he does play, it would be against us. So, uh, you know what? I, I think they they don't want to lose to Memphis again. Now, this would be the third time they lost to the Grizzlies. And, uh, and I say it like that because you're right from the standpoint of the Grizzlies are at that point where they're going to catch a couple teams napping, a couple teams sleeping, you know, a couple teams on the first leg or the second leg of a back-to-back there just try to, you know, 75% their way through the game. But I don't think this is one of those teams. I think the Belgians know they've lost, you know, two games against the Grizzlies. Granted, it's going to be probably completely different lineups when you talk about, you know, John Rant, Desmond Bain, both playing in those other games and whatnot. And now uh, you guys like Trey Jemison are going to be getting real rotation minutes. Uh, the one thing that stands out about the Pelicans is is just their their long list of solid perimeter defenders: Dyson Daniels, Herb Jones, Najee Marshall, uh, Ho Jose Alvarado at the point of attack. Uh, they got a lot of guys they can throw at you, and and kind of slow slow down your perimeter attack. And if you look at the Grizzlies right now, the way they're constructed, uh, outside of Jaron Jackson Jr., you don't have a lot of guys who can effectively one-on-one -on -one create uh, and get past their man. And that's led to Memphis just chunking up three-pointers. Because you, what you're seeing is guys are not able to get all the way to the basket. So when they drive, 
they just got to kick the ball out. And that little, you know, foot of space, couple feet of space uh, from a defender honoring that drive just a little bit. They kick the ball out and they're chunking up three pointers because they know that they're not going to beat these guys off the dribble. And it, I don't know if they know it or not, but that's just not the strength of these other players. These are the guys who you put around John Morant, Desmond Bain, etc., in order to knock down those shots. Uh, the Pelicans are not a team that I, that I see, you know, uh, getting beat off the dribble a lot against this current Grizzlies lineup. Now, Jaron Jackson Jr. is currently the way the team currently currently looks, the Pelicans, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, Jonas is not the, as you said, he, molasses feet right kind of like uh you got matthew hurt a little slow in the feet so mm-hmm. uh with jaron playing the five i do kind of see that matchup being a big determining factor and we can say this pretty much for every grizzlies game that jaron jackson jr is going to play uh going forward he's going to be a big factor in what happens because of the fact that uh he's the key to everything now so if if he can kind of get Jonas in foul trouble and you know shift some things up there it could get interesting but also, there's the other side of it, and we, we know it's a big talking point with Jaron Jackson Jr. You go back to that last game against Charlotte that we were talking about. 29 points look really good. Three assists, it's it's better, right? Improvement. We're seeing, yeah, we're seeing that improvement. And then he had a couple blocks, but it keeps showing up, Joe. Three rebounds. Mm-hmm. Three rebounds as a starting center. And I tell you what, Grizzlies fans are very familiar. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas is not going to end a game with three rebounds. No, it's going to be tough, and it's going to be a situation where they have to attack one another, and it's kind of going to be a battle for foul trouble, right? <laughs> uh, Jonas down on the block, very aggressive, solid post game. Jaron creating off the dribble from the mid range, maybe a little bit beyond. That's going to be a really interesting matchup because the Pelicans don't really have anybody that can defend Jaron, right? No. He, he's maybe they have a good perimeter defender, but they can't have the size of Jaron. Or if they're big like Jaron, like Jonas is arguably bigger than Jaron. He doesn't have the foot speed to be able to stay in front of him. And, you know, the guy that maybe is a combination of both, Zion Williamson, A, may not play. He missed Saturday's game um, against Portland. So we'll see if he's active for Monday's game. And if he is, he's not the best defender even when he's out there. So uh, it's going to be really interesting to watch that play out. Jaron's the key, as you alluded to. I want to continue to see Gigi Jackson. And I love Mm -hmm. watching him score off the bench. You've talked about that on recent episodes and articles you've written over the commercial appeal, you know, every once in a while you see somebody asking why he's not starting in the current iteration of the Grizzlies. Gigi is, su- I don't want to say defensive liability because I think he has the ability to do it. He's just not comfortable there yet. Cause he's being asked to do so much more. I mean, if this season was going the way it was supposed to go, Gigi Jackson would still be with the Memphis hustle. And you could argue that it's a, a good thing in quotes that it's gone the way it has. Cause we're seeing the Gigi that, you know, could have been a lottery pick in this coming draft, really having some success offensively. If you watch the games, he still struggles defensively. So you really maximize his offensive scoring and his output there while going against lesser talented offensive players. I want to continue to see if he can fill that void because if going into the 2024, 2025 season, you don't need an off the bench bucket getter because it's GG Jackson. That's a massive box that you check. And you can throw more of your eggs in that starting center basket as opposed to trying to find a Jordan Clarkson type. Mm. And that might be G.G. Jackson at the young age that he's at, DeMichael. That's exciting. 
It, it really is. And how, how about it? Uh, we briefly mentioned it earlier, but shout out to Gigi Jackson for getting promoted from the two-way deal right. mm-hmm. to a standard contract right after uh, he broke a record held by Kobe Bryant, youngest player in NBA history at 19 years of age and 53 days uh, to record 25 or more points off the bench. He so, could be uh, the bucket getter, the first one that yeah. the Grizzlies have had off the bench since, dare I say, O.J. Mayo. Mm. Uh, he 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 could be that kind of guy, and perhaps even better than O.J. Mayo, right? Like, we got to mm. see some more games first, but he certainly has size on his side. If he could be Instant that dude, offense, yeah. it would be a massive thing for this Grizzlies roster moving forward. So uh, it's going to be an interesting game. I don't know that the Grizzlies pick or end the losing streak tonight. I agree with the Michael. I think New Orleans maybe even has this one circled a little bit. There's a potential for a, for a blowout win, maybe <laughs> for the Pelicans. I think it's not going to go beyond 10, the losing streak. I would say either the Houston or the Milwaukee for eat for the reasons that you alluded to to Michael, one of those two teams is going to show up just expecting Memphis to roll over. And the Grizzlies don't do that, no. right? Like they, they might be hard. off. They may not play yeah. well. Yeah. The effort's going to be there. So uh, they might shock Houston or uh, Milwaukee. That would be my prediction. But uh, I think I'm with you to Michael. I, I, I'm a little bit nervous about this one for, because of the reality <laughs> of the Pelicans catching the Grizzlies on good nights. Uh, they're catching them at a bad one, and the New Orleans might take advantage. Yeah, uh, and it's it's a tough matchup, but, I mean, there are going to be a lot of tough matchups going forward. But, hey, this is the start of, like, an 18-day stretch where the Grizzlies uh, pretty much don't have to get on a flight unless they want to. And That's huge. Like they don't have another road game until February 28th, I believe. Uh, so, it's, look. We talked about the home struggles and whatnot, but this starts to stretch. Everyone's about to be sleeping in their own beds. Uh, the team, a huge part of this is the team will get to practice more now. You know, mm-hmm. those off days where you're traveling in between games, now they'll be able to get a couple practices under their belt. So I agree with you. They'll catch some of these things. And the, the chemistry, the cohesion will be built up. Uh, we'll see if Yuta Watanabe, Lamar Stevens get a chance in this game. They'll get chances and opportunities real soon. Uh, there are some things to look up to. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, them getting that time to do so. Thanks, everybody, for checking out this Monday edition of Locked On Grizzlies. Make sure you're checking out Locked On's first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube that you can also now find, Michael on Amazon, Amazon Fire TV. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel now on YouTube. And you can also find it over on Amazon Fire TV. That's pretty cool. Uh, thank you guys so much once again for making us a part of your NBA and Memphis Grizzlies content consumption. You can check us out on YouTube, like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. The next time that we have an episode of Lockdown Grizzlies, it'll be our Tuesday edition of the show. We'll be talking Grizzlies, Pelicans, some early takeaways. Again, perhaps Lamar Stevens, Yuta Watanabe, get some minutes. We can have some early thoughts on their spots. It, with the Grizzlies moving forward, maybe look ahead to an all-star break that the Grizzlies desperately need. Not quite there yet, but lots of different angles we can take this week on Lockdown Grizzlies. I hope that you'll join myself and DeMichael for it. For DeMichael, I'm Joe. Stay locked in, Grizzlies fans. Until next time, enjoy Grizzlies Pelicans. Rest up from the big game, would you? And let love live, right? Let's love love. Have a good day.